Hi and welcome to my Heart to Your Head podcast. My name is Annika. And I'm Kaika, and today's episode is about traveling. Today we will be discussing 20 questions about traveling. We picked them out from an online article which will be linked below in the description. And here is the first question. What would you say to someone who has never been out of their hometown? Ooh, I don't think I know anyone who has never been outside of their hometown. But if you would meet such yeah. a person, what would you tell them? I mean, I first of all, I would tell them that it's completely fine, in my opinion, if they've never <laughs> been anywhere else and they should definitely not feel bad looking at other people traveling the world if they know in their hearts that they don't have any desire to leave their hometown. Like, don't compare your life to any other people's. Even if you have left your hometown, don't compare yourself to travel bloggers <laughs> who are, you know, in a different just continent like every day. In general, just don't compare yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you're totally fine with not never having left your hometown, I'm fine with that. But, yeah, if you have the desire to go somewhere else, go ahead and do it. Make it happen. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also don't think I know someone who never left their hometown. And, yeah, I think it's related mostly to the fact that in Slovakia we don't have so many big cities. Yeah. Or even even the capital is really small. Yeah. So it's basically impossible not to leave your hometown. Like, you would probably not survive. There are many villages which don't even have, like, shops or anything. So, um, so yeah, it's... For me, this... Uh, idea that you would never leave your hometown seems even unrealistic but I can imagine that for example someone living in New York or Tokyo or in this huge huge cities it might happen mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think it's completely fine but I still think traveling is nice and it opens up your mind even so I think everyone should get a little taste of it The second question is more personal. (laughs) Uh, Do you feel more comfortable sleeping in your own bed or in a hotel bed? Mm, What do you think? I am a big fan of hotel rooms in general. I, I love staying at a hotel and I love those beds, those big, tall beds with those fresh white bed sheets. If it's a good hotel, of course, I mm-hmm. would. <laughs> if it's a dirty old hotel, I would definitely prefer my own bed. Occasionally, I would prefer the hotel bed, but I don't think I would be able to live in a hotel because at home I have my own personalized mattress, <laughs> my own everything is made to my own comfort. So yeah, mm-hmm. in that sense, long term, I prefer my own bed. Yeah. I do understand people who find it difficult to fall asleep in a place that's not their home. I Mm -hmm. personally don't have that problem. So for me, like you said, just having crisp, fresh sheets, that just makes me sleep so well. Even at home, whenever I change the sheets, it's like, oh, it's heaven. Yes. (laughs) So... Yeah, for me, it usually doesn't matter at all. But when you're traveling, 
It can be that you're so exhausted from whatever you were doing that day or from traveling that you naturally just sleep like a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, the third question. How many different countries have you visited? Did you count? I did count, yeah. Uh, and I have been to 31 countries. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. I guess my parents, they really value traveling and, you know, even as kids. I, I mean, my first trip abroad was when I was a baby, so I don't remember that. <laughs> But then the next one was when I was, I think it was when we moved to Spain when I was eight. So when I was a child, like before the age of eight, we didn't really travel internationally. But then after that. With it, and I fully understand if you have two kids under the age of 10, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it must not be that easy to travel with them, okay? So, yeah, and how about you? For me, uh, my parents never really uh, took me on too many foreign travels, so my number is not so high. Uh, my I counted and it's 14, which is funny because it's also my lucky number. Ooh, uh, so now you need to stop yeah. traveling. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, I definitely plan on making it much, much bigger. But on the other hand, I do love revisiting uh, countries I've already been to. Just because I visited one city doesn't, for me, it doesn't feel that I know the country. Yeah. So I do like to go to different places and visit many, many times all over again. Even some of those countries I have on my list, it's multiple visits in that country. So maybe mm -hmm. I could have exchanged it to multiple countries, but I went for the quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also when you, if you live abroad, then some of your travels will be to your home country. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's kind of eating the vacation time and your money from going yes. to a new place. Definitely. Well, the next question, exactly like for you, how many languages do you speak? When I saw this question, I, of course, had this, like I started to have this conversation in my head, like, okay, how would I explain this? And I came to the conclusion that I can talk about it for like half an hour, nonstop. Mm -hmm. um, so Even more. Yeah. yeah, so maybe we can leave that for another episode if we want to discuss like languages and how... Because it's really interesting to me like mm -hmm. where you come from, what your starting point is. It really matters when you are learning new languages. Like... For you coming from Slovakia, like you also kind of grow up watching Czech TV, right? So yes. <laughs> you understand both. And then for me, yeah. I didn't really have that. Like, yeah, in Finland, you have a Swedish channel, but I would, <laughs> I would never watch that. So mm -hmm. I basically only grew up with, well, Finnish and of course English. And in Finland, we don't... You see? You see what I mean? <laughs> If I start, <laughs> it's just... Okay, so maybe leave this for another episode. Yeah. I would say for you, it's multiple languages. Yeah, I would <laughs> Let's say... not agree on a number. Yeah, I can tell you what I learned at school before going to... Let's say before moving to Prague 
Okay, so okay. school and university, I did okay Finnish, English, Russian, Swedish, German, French, and Spanish. But that doesn't mean okay. that I can talk those. It's just those are yeah, but learned. yeah, so yeah, and you seven. understand something, yeah. Okay, and you? For me, it's pretty quick. <laughs> I fluently speak only English, and I have some basic basics of German, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wasn't I never was really interested in learning some other language. I would like to perfect my German, but um for me, I don't know. It's not that uh interesting, I would say. It's not so also not so easy for me to learn <laughs> a different language. So, yeah, for me this is enough for my needs. <laughs> you need some good motivation. Yes, maybe. Mm, some I mean, a guy. That's what we are. Both yeah. <laughs> so, but it's not technically a good motivation. That's it should not come from that place. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have so much to say about this topic. So we know what we are recording next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number five. Do you prefer to travel by plane, car, or boat? Do you have any clear preference for yourself? Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Train, <laughs> which is not on the list. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Trains are amazing. But it would be train, plane, car, and boat is not really acceptable for me because I get seasick. So yeah. I strongly do not prefer <laughs> traveling yeah. on a boat. For me, exactly the same. I didn't even think about train, but that's definitely my favorite because... Oh, and also there's a bus option. Yeah, no. Yeah, bus would be probably even after the car. Yeah, exactly the same for me. Yeah, Okay. definitely. And regarding the boat, I don't really get seasick, but it's more like I don't like being on water. It's I don't feel safe. <laughs> okay. So I would much rather be... On the air, which for some reason seems more safe. <laughs> yeah, but it is safer, so. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we agree on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, number six. What is the most enlightening thing your travels have taught you? Okay, for me, <laughs> I think, especially when you're traveling alone, The most important thing that I've learned is that there is no situation that I cannot handle. I can mm -hmm. do anything. There is nothing that will come my way or that has thus far come my way that I haven't figured out, either by myself or with the help of the internet or people around me. Mm -hmm. Anything can be solved. And yeah, I think that's a very empowering feeling. That's also yeah. why I highly recommend... If you listen to our relationship episode, if you are doing that post-breakup soul-searching, I think that solo traveling is amazing for that because you really have the opportunity to step into your independence. Okay. <laughs> for me, as coming from Slovakia, even though uh, I live in the capital, it was not very international here still. It's not very international. And... Of course, uh, in the past, as we were occupied a few times, mm -hmm. there was the fear of someone else 
uh, and something different. So definitely I come from a background where uh, something different meant something bad. And the travel traveling really taught me that there are all kinds of people in the world, all in all different forms and shapes, and they are all human. And there there are nice people, there are not always so nice people, but it's not connected to their nationality, to their uh, race, to anything else, just their personality, basically. And this is something which I learned from traveling, from seeing the international cities from being in the international environment and seeing that there's nothing wrong with different countries and different people. So yeah, in this sense, traveling had definitely opened my eyes. Yeah. And I don't know if you have experienced this, but sometimes for me it can be I can get a bit of anxiety doing certain social things in my in the place where I'm living. For example, now in the Netherlands, if I go to my local supermarket, I don't like doing it by myself because I don't know Dutch that well yet. And if they ask me something, usually it's like, oh, do you have this whatever card that they have, like a membership thingy? But I'm not sure, so I feel very awkward switching into English because I should already kind of know Dutch after living here for so many months. <laughs> but I'm not completely completely sure what they asked me. So for me, that those kind of situations are just terrible. But when you're traveling, for some reason, my anxiety just... I I've learned to cope with it more because you are a tourist. You're not supposed yeah. to know how the locals are doing things, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But at the same time, I wouldn't advise you to act like an animal just because you are not in your hometown and no one knows you. So to all the Definitely. drunk British guys going to Prague. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Next question, number seven. Where is your dream vacation spot? Mm. Do you have some number one vacation spot in mind? Yeah, I since I was a kid, I always wanted to go to Iceland Ooh. for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, because like it really started as a childhood dream. And I don't know where did I even learn about the country or how did I come up with this? So yeah, but I want to, I want to make it happen <laughs> and go yeah. there see the nature and really have the experience of, of such a different environment than we are used to around here in central europe let's say yeah and i can definitely see you would enjoy being there in yes. finnish we have this word it's i don't know how you would translate it but it means like the scenery of your soul so mm -hmm. i feel like being in iceland it might just that for you like kind of very calm no people around and you know very here and there some volcano <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like underneath the surface there's like this boiling yeah. hot thing going on <laughs> yes so yeah, yeah yeah i might be iceland yeah <laughs> as a country yeah so i i i definitely plan on going there and for you Right now, if I had to go on an all-expenses-paid vacation, I definitely need like a good tropical, 
calm getaway. <laughs> like I'm imagining somewhere in the Maldives, the turquoise water and the beach and like, ah, oh, that would be amazing. But something that ha that I got from my childhood was Australia. I don't know if it's because it's as far away from home as you can go, <laughs> but I would really like to visit one day. And my grandparents visited when I was younger, and then they brought this chocolate to this day. In my mind, it's the best chocolate that I've ever had. It was, in case anybody knows what I'm talking about, let me know. <laughs> it was like koala-shaped milk chocolate with macadamia nuts. And it was so tasty, so tasty. I wonder if I ever get to try that again. And if I do, if it's still as good as I remember it being. <laughs> so yeah, it would be cool to visit. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, chocolate is my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Number eight. What's the first thing you do when you get home from traveling? I think it, for me, is all about feeling like I'm clean again. So wash my hands, <laughs> yeah. drink some water, do some laundry, shower. Okay. Like, yeah. No further comment. For me, I would definitely I would definitely also start with washing my hands. <laughs> uh, that's a good start always when you come home. Uh, and then uh, for me the first thing is to completely unpack. Mm -hmm. I unpack everything, I put everything into its place. I put away my suitcase and like nothing ever happened. <laughs> I don't. I only do, like, I love doing the laundry. So that's the one thing that I'm excited to do regarding unpacking. But otherwise, mm -hmm. it can be that I still have the sunscreen and whatever is still laying around in the suitcase a few weeks after. Number nine. What's the longest road trip you have ever taken? Well, for me, the longest one was... I was about to say probably, but it's not even probably. I know it for sure. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, with my family. And I think my dad's brother and his wife and girlfriend were also with us. And we took a, what, like the car where you can live. What is mm -hmm. it called? Trailer? No. No, trailer is not camper. I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> so we took one of those from Finland to... Like we drove, it was Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Czech Republic, mm -hmm. and a little bit of France and Luxembourg, and then up to Denmark and Sweden. So I think that was that was the longest one. And it was also quite interesting because that was my first time in the Czech Republic, but we only visited like super small villages <laughs> and definitely <laughs> didn't go to Prague like... No, we mm -hmm. didn't go to any capital except I think we stopped maybe in Copenhagen for like mm -hmm. some food, but otherwise we just drove directly mm -hmm. to some small place, like a camping place. And how about you? I don't think I ever done a proper road trip or what you would normally imagine under a road trip um for me it would be more about even with my parents when we traveled to Croatia for example for summer vacation we would always we went by car and we would always stop at some spots on the way there and on the way back sometimes even spending a night someplace else yeah so that was kind of a road trip part of the vacation 
And that's something I really like to do still when I go someplace, for example, I think it was two years back when uh, I went to Germany. We've spent one night in a smaller village, then we went to Munich, and on our way back, we stopped in Austria, in Salzburg. So I like to make these little stops on the way, but it's not necessarily a road trip. It's not the main... Yeah, I fully understand (laughs) what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. so you see something else as well, not just like... A destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the way I travel, I would say. So yeah. so for me, it's uh, that's something which I miss when I fly someplace because you are not making any steps on your way mm-hmm. if you don't transfer. Yeah. And when you drive to Croatia, like what's the route? What countries do you have? Uh, we would go normally through Hungary and uh, Slovenia, but you can also go through Austria and Slovenia. Okay, cool. It's a nice route. <laughs> yeah. But we would normally uh, we would normally step uh, for the places to see in Croatia, either in the capital, uh, where we visited a zoo, for example, one time, which was really nice, uh, or then uh, in some of the Uh, nature parks like the yeah. I don't know how it's called in English Plitvitske yeah. yeah this one I've heard yeah. of it it looks Plitvice. beautiful so beautiful yeah it's amazing we have been there multiple times and it was also like we've been two weeks uh, somewhere on a beach and then we went for one night camping over there and did the full trip around the lakes mm. and that's just amazing we i think we did there even multiple times <laughs> sounds amazing so yeah not the traditional road trip but road trip combined with the full vacation yeah <laughs> number 10 what's the longest plane ride you have ever been on the longest just like one plane ride that i've ever been on would be from helsinki to bangkok and back Um, but then the longest that I've spent like on a plane and the airport like all together whole shebang was traveling to Jamaica so Mm -hmm. on our way there it was like from Helsinki to London Miami Kingston and then on our way back from Kingston to Miami Chicago and Helsinki so technically I've never been to the states but I've been to the airports in Miami and Chicago (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're basically a local. <laughs> you could say so. <laughs> yeah. For me, nothing really interesting here. Uh, since I was always traveling just around the Europe, the furthest I went was Egypt, which is the only country I visited outside of Europe. Yeah. And I think it's just like four to five hours flight, so <laughs> not that long. And I actually never even transferred during my flights. I had always just direct flights, so... Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, but hopefully soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number 11. What are your top three traveling essentials? Well, passport, phone... <laughs> money (laughs) but if you think about things that you only take with you when you're traveling I would go for passport I can say that because I never carried (laughs) with me otherwise (laughs) and I would say some kind of wet wipes for the hands also I never carry those other than traveling 
And then a third one. I would say this is not necessarily a physical thing. I mean, you can have the card, but travel insurance is a very nice thing to have just for your peace of mind. (laughs) Definitely. So those would be my top three. For me, I have to say I'm a very light packer, so I don't carry almost anything with me. So my essentials, my top number one essential is my medication that I need to take regularly. Mm -hmm. And I think this for anyone who is taking any regular meds, you know the struggle when you are leaving your house, you are controlling this at least thousand times because you are not able to get them without the prescriptions usually yeah so that's something that i would take and in general i do take if i'm going for longer especially to uh if i'm going to some further (laughs) foreign countries i would take also different kind of meds just in case there would be some different kinds in the pharmacy and I wouldn't know the kinds. So Mm -hmm. to have my own for like just the regular ones for headache or some stomach issues and so on. So very (laughs) practical thing. And besides that, uh, then it would probably depend on the type of the trip because I don't know, for example, if I would go camping, then definitely an essential would be, for example, a knife. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't take a knife to a summer vacation. <laughs> so... If you visit me, will you take a knife? <laughs> Probably not. It might be an issue on the airport. So, so yeah. So it definitely then depends on the type of vacation, what I would need there. Because usually the only things I take are those that cannot be replaced. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. also my my philosophy like whenever I head out the door I make sure that I have those things that there's no way that I can easily get in the place where I'm going so yeah yeah would be my like you know wallet passport phone but then all prescription things which for me I don't have any medication at the moment but it would be my glasses and my contact lenses which usually one of those I already have with me but for contact lenses for example it has happened that I forgot the case and Mm -hmm. usually you can just get the case and the solution in any city where you're going but it can be that you Mm -hmm. arrive so late that you cannot find any place that's open so yeah yeah for sure number 12 have you ever lived abroad (laughs) we both have (laughs) yes yes even together (laughs) yeah precisely I think this is, again, one of those things that my I got from my parents. Like, living in Spain for two years when I was a kid, I think it was important for my mom to have that kind of international experience for herself and also for us kids. So I always imagined that at some point in the future when I'm an adult, I would live abroad. And then moving to Prague, it kind of reinforced the feeling that I'm not meant to spend the rest of my life in Finland so I moved to the Netherlands so it would be three countries abroad for me. For me it was just Prague which is for us as Slovaks not so much abroad (laughs) because we can uh, understand the language uh, both ways without any issues so it almost feels like home I mean we used to be one country so yeah (laughs) it should but I 
I always felt like I would uh, at some point again live abroad. So it's not completely a closed case here. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now, since I purchased my own apartment, it's kind of getting harder to imagine to move someplace else. But I'm definitely open to that option. Right now, I don't feel like it. But in a couple of years, I don't see why not. Yeah, if we find that German guy for you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Number 13. What is your favorite dish from around the world? Do you have one top answer? I'll oh, probably sushi. Yes. Do you like sushi? That's not my uh, oh. that's not the favorite. Oh, good. <laughs> I would say my favorite from around the world would be pad thai from Thailand. And that's, uh, unfortunately, I haven't the, the, uh, didn't have the chance to taste it over there, but maybe one day. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, for me, the ultimate comfort food. The tastes are just heavenly for me. It's pasta, but it's not the type of like Italian pasta, which is kind of heavy. This is more on the light side and it's just perfect. But yeah, sushi would be probably on the second place. (laughs) (laughs) Good. For me, uh, the very first thing that comes to my mind is pizza, of course. (laughs) Um, But also, it's it's a very difficult question, I would say. (laughs) And these days, you can have foods from around the world in your own kitchen. You don't need to leave the country in order to get a little taste. Of course, it will not be the same, even if it's a local person preparing the dish for you but the ingredients mm-hmm. might not be the same that yeah. they would be you know in a tropical country <laughs> where you yes, can just get absolutely. everything fresh and yeah yeah so yeah it's it's a very difficult question and I think that everywhere that I no that's not true I was about to say that everywhere that I've been there has been something that I really enjoyed with the local cuisine but I cannot say the same <laughs> for Russia, because I don't like pickles and I don't like beetroot. So it limits Mm -hmm. the local options quite a lot. Also, yeah, I don't eat meat these days, but back then it wasn't an issue. Also, I don't really know what they would consider as a local dish in Ireland, for example. But I don't think I had it. And if I did have it, I wasn't the biggest fan. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) It's a very difficult question. And lately I've been eating some like uh, like Turkish bread and like there's this Greek restaurant that we have here and like it's just so many options. So many. Number 14. Uh, where is the furthest you have traveled on your own? For me, it's simple. It was Sri Lanka in January 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> I, yeah, for me, I don't travel alone usually. Uh, when I do, it's it was like to Prague, <laughs> so we're yeah. just really close. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't really have answer for this. And yet. would you, yeah, ex- exactly. I was about to ask if you would like to make a solo trip somewhere. To yeah, I actually... Part. Yeah, I was planning on, but the pandemic kind of got in the way. So <laughs> I had to postpone my plans. But uh, right now, uh, I'm definitely, for example, for this year, I'm determined determined that I want to go someplace near the sea. 
because I just I just want to. <laughs> and uh, if nobody would like to come along, I will just go by myself and that's completely fine. Um, but on the other hand, I do like the company on trips, especially because I do like the the shared experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you always have someone to take pictures of you. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Yeah. And so it doesn't look like you are just downloading pictures from the internet. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, in case there is no other sea option that you would prefer, you know that we live like by the sea. That's true. So that's true. <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah. Coming soon. Hopefully. Number 15. What's the best Instagram photo you have taken on vacation? Does this mean that I've taken myself physically or that someone has taken of me while on vacation? I think both are fine. Okay. Well, in any case, it would be a Sri Lanka picture for me. Mm -hmm. uh, there were a couple of really beautiful sunrise pictures that, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that I took. And it was beautiful in person. And there were a couple of shots that did do fairly okay justice to the experience that I had and then like uh, my most favorite travel picture or yeah, Instagram travel pic that someone took of me was a sunset picture in Sri Lanka which I was kind of hesitating to post I was even asking some friends like is this picture too boo delicious <laughs> just the pose that I had and the shorts that I was wearing But I, the reason why I really like that picture is, well, you can see the tea plantations and uh, the sunset. But also, I was just so happy in that moment. I had just been for a little dip in a waterfall. And then we were, I met this guy and, uh, oh, sounds romantic, it was not. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah, he rented a scooter, so I was using him for the scooter <laughs> no it was we were creating experiences together and then he took this picture of me and I just I like the whole natural look like no makeup and hair a little bit wavy and little damp still and uh, it's, it's a nice picture and for you for me uh I think the best I uh, the picture I have taken uh, is a picture of the Neuschwanstein castle in Germany yeah but it looks exactly as if I just downloaded it from somewhere <laughs> and I even have it printed out and it just looks like a postcard so yeah uh, it's not very personal but I still think it's the best picture I've taken and Also, it was one of the happiest moments ever because it has been a long time dream of mine to go there. So mm -hmm. it was the best feeling. Uh, and the best picture taken of me, I think it would be some of those pictures when we were together on the trip in Vienna. Yeah, yeah. And we have many, many pictures from there and I was extremely happy there and uh, it's it's always when I see those pictures I just look so happy that it always takes me back and it feels so nice and it doesn't have to be necessarily I don't have to be necessarily the best looking on those but it's just it I it's just so nice to see those pictures anytime I come across them but actually the 
specifically speaking about Instagram, the picture of me that I got the most likes is the picture of me when I was in Milan. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture on the roof of uh, the Duomo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of a, I was also just like, uh, yeah, yeah, this pose. I love that picture. So, <laughs> yeah, so it got a lot of likes and that's something which I kind of dislike about the Instagram that basically... If you want some likes, you just need need to get a picture of your butt. Yeah. And that just seems kind of not really nice. Like, I understand that people like seeing our butts, but (laughs) I also do see your point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just getting so many likes on such a picture, it feels kind of weird, like... Mm. I was even considering to take down the picture because mm. it just felt really weird. But on the other hand, like, it's not, I'm not doing anything dirty on that picture. I'm just literally standing yeah. on the roof. So, yeah. Yeah. And from Vienna, did you post any other pictures than the one of the three of us girls, like in your feed? Uh, I just had them on the story. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, yeah, like you said, you look like you were super happy and like just radiant in those pictures. Like, yeah, and actually we have two uh, from Vienna. We have the one uh, from the Schönbrunn Schom- uh, Gardens and then we have the one when we were getting ready for the party. Yeah. And I still, I still, so often I'm thinking about the uh, club we went to. That was just uh, such a great experience. Yeah. If someone wants a good club recommendation in Vienna, what was it called? Volksgarden. Volksgarden. I'm 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 following them on Instagram, oh. waiting for them to open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully we'll go there again. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, next question, <laughs> number sixteen. Do you have friends from around the world? <laughs> I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not just European friends, although that's like, I would say the like close friends that we have are mainly based in Europe, are mainly, are all based in Europe. Um, But then we had this group of friends that kind of brought us together or like that we were having party time in Prague and there were people from like Australia and the States, so... Yeah, and since it's our shared friends, I mean, <laughs> I don't have anything other to add. Yeah. <laughs> Number 17. How often do you travel? These days, not that often. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, I was actually doing a little project recently um, where I go through all my pictures and videos on my external hard drive and they I have a couple of childhood pictures just a random ones but otherwise they are from 2008 onwards Mm -hmm. and for every year uh, within that year I make specific folders for trips abroad so okay yeah, yeah I would say there are like maybe three or so folders per year and there was one year okay. 2014 when there were no folders I was boring and in a relationship and we didn't go anywhere like outside of Finland (laughs) but then there was 2018 where 
I had, so I visited, I, I was living in Prague. So I visited Finland three times. Then I visited Sweden three times. Then I visited Jordan. And then I, vis I, I went to the UK for a one month work trip. So mm -hmm. that was a very uh, travel filled year for sure. <laughs> And what would you? What would be the ideal frequency for traveling for mm. you? I would say like once a quarter. That could be something that's also realistic, considering like travel to Finland. I would say that living abroad, yeah. it would be nice to visit Finland like for Christmas and then for summer, and then do maybe like one trip as a couple somewhere, and then maybe a trip with friends or two friends so yeah like four or five times a year could be nice of course more would be better but realistically yeah for me uh pre-pandemic times uh i was often visiting also you in prague and on average at that point i would say i was traveling once per month also combined with different trips But I was basically almost every second month in Prague. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, sometimes even twice per month. <laughs> I, 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 when I'm re remembering this now, it seems so crazy that I haven't been there uh, since last summer. Yeah. So yeah, and I really enjoyed these weekend trips. So I would really, right now when the restrictions are kind of, getting better the situation is getting better i plan on resuming to the <laughs> old days and i would definitely like to go someplace for a weekend every two months for example and then of course some longer trips at least once in the summer and once maybe yeah. around spring or something So yeah, uh, I do love traveling. I do love short trips. So for me, I can go anytime, anywhere. Uh, and yeah, the more the better. But of course, like I wouldn't be able to travel like every weekend, for example, for a trip. Yeah. Because then like my, ho my household would be probably <laughs> really neglected. <laughs> yeah, and your mental health could also. Like, at least for me, I yeah, sometimes I need that time to just be. Yeah be a potato yeah i would yeah. be exhausted <laughs> yes hungary was in 2018 as well right yeah when we went to budapest yes yeah yes that's, that's another one. I oh, forgot. that was such a good trip too <laughs> yeah. oh my <laughs> we need to do something as soon as possible yeah. literally possible yeah <laughs> like number 18 what do you consider the best museum in the world Mm, this is a very specific question. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a specific answer for this? Uh, I've been to many museums. I like to visit museums where I go someplace. Uh, I always, almost always visit a zoo, but I wouldn't consider that a museum. Mm. That's a very special topic for me. But uh, regarding the museums, uh, I very much enjoyed gallery in Berlin. Uh, which I don't know how is it called. It's one of the main museums in the Museum Cartier, which is the like main museum spot in mm -hmm. Berlin. And that was really beautiful because since I was 
I did uh, in high school. I graduated from the art history. I seen their life, some of those paintings that I was studying before. So it was really amazing experience. But besides that, the museum, which I have probably liked the most and I visited the most times is a nature museum in Vienna. (laughs) I've been there probably around eight to ten times and uh, for some reason I really enjoyed their uh, mineral exhibition (laughs) even though I'm not in general into geology but that's just something different there it's so many beautiful stones I don't know what they are called officially So yeah, I really enjoyed that museum and it's really nice because it's in a historic building. So the building itself is beautiful and the exhibitions there are really interesting. So I would say that would be my top one. But I also would like to go back to the museums I visited in London because I was there with a school trip and we went through the museums very briefly. So I would like to revisit those because... From what I remember, they were really nice. So then I might reconsider my list of museums. Yeah, I'm happy that you mentioned it. So it's a good continuation for what I'm about to say. (laughs) (laughs) My top favorite ones would have to be the Natural History Museum and the Tate Modern in London. I think Mm -hmm. every time that I visited London, I've been to both of them. Or maybe one time the queue to the Natural History Museum was horrible that I didn't go. But yeah, I really enjoyed those ones for some reason. They are just so easily accessible if you visit London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Also, they are for free. So. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a very big plus. And generally speaking, I would say that I don't really focus too much on going to museums when I'm traveling. So I've been to some, but nothing that was like super impressive that Mm -hmm. I can think of. Like these two, I really like and I would go again, definitely. For me, I uh, usually plan on visiting a museum when I go, go somewhere, especially to the big cities, or I use it as a backup plan when it's raining. Uh, then I got into some strange museums. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention a technical museum in Munich, which uh, I would really love to go there again with someone who understands <laughs> things. <laughs> uh, because the exhibition there was just beautiful. Like There were huge parts of ships, there were huge parts of all different kinds of machines. There was this huge exhibition about electricity and they even had the like live <laughs> performance and there were like huge bolts flying across the room and it was just amazing. But uh, I didn't pay so much attention uh, at, in physics and other technical subjects in school, so I would really need someone who would somehow explain yeah. things to me. But it's it's really nice for anyone who would be visiting Munich and it will be raining. <laughs> I definitely recommend. And also in Munich, which is one of the, like, not the favorite, but it was just fun. Uh, it started, like, heavy, heavy rain started. So we basically ran into the first museum, which was a museum of hunting and fishing. <laughs> 
yeah, so sometimes, uh, yeah, life brings you to strange places, but uh, actually it ended up to be really nice because there are a lot of uh, historical rifles and knives. So it was, after all, it was interesting, but I, it wouldn't definitely be my first pick <laughs> if I would have to choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you go to any museums in Prague? Oh, let me think. Because I'm embarrassed to say that I only went to this this art place in Holeshovice. You know, I don't know what it's... I guess it's a part of the National Gallery, I think. Yeah. And yeah. then... And I remember... Yeah, I remember we made plans to go to the gallery and we didn't make it. You moved out, so... Yeah. <laughs> And then I went to this, yeah. in Old Town, they have this sex machines museum. Mm -hmm. I did visit. Yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. yeah. It's small, but it's quite interesting. So, yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, definitely. I was there. I was also on the Bragg Castle, where there is, a, I think, museum inside, but I was uh, little when I went there. And uh, then I went to... I I think I must have went to some other museums, but I probably don't remember because I was small. Mm -hmm. But I did, while I was living in Prague, I went to this exhibition of uh, shoes of Manolo Blahnik. And that was just, that was a dream come true to see those shoes in in person. And it was, it was amazing. And there were all different kinds of shoes from all his collections. So that was just... That was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Number 19. What do you like the least about traveling? That it costs money, usually. <laughs> and yeah, just the fact that it's... If you want to travel with friends, you can usually never match your schedules and your finances mm -hmm. so that all of you can go together. So I don't like that. Also... Something that I really don't like is that... Okay, two things. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy my water. So if you travel somewhere that, you know, you cannot drink the tap water or you're mm -hmm, not sure if mm -hmm. it's okay, mm, mm -hmm. the fact that you need to buy water bottles and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't like it just... Also from an environmental point of view, but mainly just because I it, it's an inconvenience <laughs> to go and buy and have to think about it. You cannot just like, you know, fill it like normally. And then yeah. also the fact that if I'm traveling and I'm in a new place, I might not know when is the next time that I get to use a toilet. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that can sometimes be something that affects my mood because if I need to go to the toilet or if I'm thirsty or if I'm hungry or if I'm tired I might not be the best travel companion <laughs> so yes <laughs> yeah yeah for me I don't really mind any of these things I can survive pretty long without a toilet or eating I just I don't know uh I get excited when I travel and I just forget about all of my needs <laughs> um, and yeah it doesn't affect my mood so much uh, what I don't like uh, 
regarding what you mentioned is when we go on a trip with multiple people and they start arguing mm-hmm. then I am getting really pissed like I usually am I don't feel like I'm the person who has the strong opinions like I don't need to go there or go there uh, I just want everyone to <laughs> be in a good mood and enjoy I just yeah. don't like when people start to argue but uh, from my own things that I uh, like the least about traveling uh, it's something connected to my childhood oh, when my mom she until this day she doesn't like to travel at all and uh, basically She also had a lot of anxiety connected to traveling. So when I was little, she started to inject these weird thoughts into my head, which uh, would reappear when I travel even now. Mm -hmm. And those are basically that anywhere you go, you would get robbed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might possibly be kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And also you will most probably die. So... (laughs) And I really hate this, that this irrational fear coming from my mom, basically, because those are definitely not my ideas, is sometimes really ruining my travel and feeding my anxiety when I travel. So, yeah, that's something I don't enjoy and I really need to work on. (laughs) Yeah, so don't instill this fear in your kids, but rather educate them that things could happen and just be smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, of course, because you should be cautious and not go anywhere without just trusting everyone. Yeah. But it doesn't really happen that often. Yeah. And also, I've traveled quite a bit just around the Europe, but still, and I didn't die. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was actually watching just very recently this movie. It was like uh, some ex-agent and his uh, daughter went to Paris with a friend and she they got kidnapped. Yeah. And like, it, <laughs> I understand that, you know, when you're young, you want to travel, but also it, it can be difficult, I'm sure, for parents to draw the line between like making sure that your child is safe, but then giving them the freedom. Yeah, and, yeah. And also with uh, these topics, I also feel far more safer as I'm getting older Mm -hmm. because like we are getting a little old for prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we post these bad pictures, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like we would probably not be kidnapped by these people anymore. So yeah. Okay. And the last question, number 20. What do you love the most about traveling? I think for me, the sense of freedom that it gives me. It sounds like a cliche, but (laughs) I think it's something that's just in my personality. I need to feel like I'm not restricted. (laughs) And... Yeah, and experiencing something new, something different, just forgetting about whatever is happening home for a moment mm-hmm. and then enjoying something new. And of course, food. Yes. Always food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there are more things that I can come up with, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> 
Uh, I was just laughing when you said uh, it's basically the freedom and the feeling free because for me, what I enjoy the most about traveling is making the plan and executing the plan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's basically the exact opposite of what you just said. And for me, basically, the best feeling I get when I'm traveling is when I make a very detailed plan I do my research I find out everything about everything <laughs> and for me it's when I for example uh, I would usually plan my trips around uh, some picture I randomly see and I really like it and then I start planning like how to get there what, where it is what it is mm -hmm. and so on and for me the best feeling is when I get there and I'm standing there where the picture was taken ah yeah <laughs> so... yeah <laughs> And that for me is one of the like best moments uh, when I travel. Like that's what brings me the mm -hmm. inner joy. So yeah. For me, it's like the kind of the opposite. I don't like to <laughs> like look at pictures too much beforehand because I don't want to be disappointed. Like for example, if you want to see, I mean, everybody knows probably by now that Mona Lisa, it's like a super tiny painting. But if you were to think like, oh, it's something magnificent and then you go to Louvre and you see it and then it's like a tiny stamp, then, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be disappointed. And I yeah. like to be surprised by the beauty, but I do believe in doing your research because that way you don't need to do the research while you're there yeah, or at least not all of it. So, yeah. So, as you can see, we definitely enjoy and truly appreciate traveling and we love talking about it and sharing our experiences and making new experiences. And I'm sure that whoever is listening that you've been at least somewhere outside of your hometown. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hope that you found this episode entertaining or I don't know if it was that informational. I guess we gave some museum recommendations, if yes. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so we will probably be posting some travel pictures on our Instagram this week. So as always, it's at myheartyourhead and we will see you there.